well sharpen your pencils, set up those dice, and free your mind, because we're about to build an open world. Hello, my name is Knox Adams, my pronouns are he, him, and I am the archivist for Open World. And I just want to let you know that I love you. Here on Build an Open World, we create diverse characters, accessible places, and supportive things that you can use as inspiration or even take directly and use in your own fantasy RPG worlds at home. Today, our guest is Brad. Brad, please introduce yourself, tell us your pronouns, and what is your experience with tabletop RPGs? All right. Hi, my name is Brad. Uh, pronouns are he, him, and uh, I'm on the border of Treaty 6 and Treaty 7 territory in Alberta. So, yeah. Uh, experience with tabletop RPGs. I think the first, the very first, like what I would call like a tabletop RPG that I ever played was Hero Quest. It's like really old school. It's basically like the combat from like a D&D or whatever on a board with a little modular furniture. And it's kind of a disaster, but it was really fun, especially for, you know, back in the nineties kind of thing. And yeah, uh, since then playing a lot of D&D, currently I have two campaigns going and the one I've actually got ongoing on Discord text only. Me and a friend just like back, we, we take turns DMing and we back and forth, we'll run an adventure for the other and we just do it all over text and, you know, you type it in to roll dice and we're using some, using Discord, we're using uh, D&Ds, but like the D&D Beyond service actually has a app that integrates into Discord so you can pull in your character sheet. Oh, cool. And so like when you want, need to like check initiative, you just type check initiative and then it rolls out of your character sheet, your values. Oh, that's perfect. It's so handy. <laughs> so yeah, like literally I'm just running, I'm running a campaign on my phone when I'm at work or at home or in the grocery store or whatever. So that's been fun. Uh, yeah. And our party is two down on their luck. People who tried multiple careers and couldn't get anything to work. And now they're exterminators and they just go and go into like sewers and kill bullywogs and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> I love that. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Amazing. So um, then one of the question that I asked you a little bit to think about was what is a defining quality characteristic or identity that you feel is lacking or non-existent in the fictional worlds that you inhabit as either the creator or player? Well, so the kind of where this, the idea for me came when you asked this question was in my one campaign, my character, one of the little kind of traits I'm trying to experiment with and thought it'd be interesting to kind of more flesh out fully is they have a like substance dependency, you could say. Like, in this instance, it's like a magical substance dependency. And um, it's sort of a part of that character, but I feel like it'd be more interesting to kind of flesh it out more fully as part of their mm -hmm. person or that kind of thing. Yeah, so together, uh, me and Brad are going to create a character in a back and a backstory um, that incorporates that element before we get into the build, please remember to take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be kept up to date on the latest additions to this open world. Just a disclaimer before we get started, during our discussion today, there's a good chance that we will discuss topics that we are not experts on or identities that we might not identify with. We are coming from a place of openness and respect, but if we don't get something quite right, please reach out to us, reach out to us on social media. And um, I will add an edit or amendment to the post on the website about this episode. We are open to learning and growing here. Yeah, I am very happy to admit that I am not a content 
like expert on this at all. And if I'm wrong, please tell me and I will apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, can I get you to roll a D6? I got a five. A five? Okay. So we are going to make an NPC. So can you roll a D100? 93. We are going to make a lizard folk. Perfect. No, yeah. Instead of a background, let's just do a job. Okay. Perfect. So, so yeah, do another D100. I got a 19. 19. Carpenter. Lizard folk carpenter. All right. Most people go right to age first. Right. As it's like, okay, let's get an idea of where this person kind is of in where their life at. so yeah. that they can identify other aspects around that. Perfect. So this is not a specific like 33 age. This right. is like, are they a child? Are they a youth? Are they young adult, middle-aged, senior, elderly? Like where do they kind of fit? I would, I would imagine this, this lizard folk is like kind of late in their like carpentry career. Like they've been doing it for a while. They're like, it's not that like, you know, trope of like they're one day from retirement, but like they're, so like they're near late, the end late of their middle, late middle age. <laughs> yeah. Late middle age. Like, yeah. Fifties. Uh, let's go over to body size. Let's start trying to visualize this character on the lower end of the average height scale. Lower. lower you could say just lower than average height. Than average. Cause I'm assuming, you know, if you took a, a, a population sample of a hundred yeah. lizard folk, this one would be in a the bottom shorter. 30%. Yeah, shorter. exactly. They're yeah. not. Yeah. Um, and as, as a career carpenter, they're sturdier built. They got some muscle use from repeat. Yeah. Tasks, probably like, like big building. arms. Yeah. Big, like, like kind of blacksmith ish kind of yeah. physique, but not Maybe as triangle, many. a bit more triangle. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> they skip leg day a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> as we know, sex and gender identity are different. I want to give credit, but I don't know where I heard this idea originally, probably from someone on Instagram, but the idea of like, um, like gender and sex and especially with orient with like jobs around like an NPC carpenter is like, how often are this person's genitals going to be a factor of their job? Right. And for most people, it should hopefully be very, very minimally if at all. Right. And so again, it's like, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Completely agree. Okay. Yep. So then their gender identity, how do they identify their gender gender? As my brain's running, it's just like, it's interesting to be like, okay, how do I break from like the normalized mold of the world we live in? Right. Right. Cause I'm assuming I'm, I'm coming from a context that's in Alberta, that's conservative, like culturally and like religiously conservative. I'm like, okay, probably if someone were a carpenter, they probably want to at least identify and get and pass as more mask because that's how they would be more likely accepted in that trade. But that's just in the context in which I'm coming from. Right. And that's not the context of this character, right? And so, right. And and the thing is, what I love about this is that the context that we live in sees certain people needing to be something, totally, because yeah. of their job or because of what they do or what they have done or blah blah blah. Doesn't have to exist in absolutely. But it's also we can make this character very masculine, cisgender, yep. male if we want to. It's just yep. a we have to make it a conscious and intentional choice, not a default because it should be that Because way. that's the way it is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Have a rationale besides they just are because, yeah. I I feel like I, I've i been wanting to, like, the one of my newest, most recent um, encounter or adventures I've been running with some friends, I'm trying to play as a femme character specifically because it has not been my experience as 
a person who's cis passing my whole life, right? And so it's interesting to try and understand other people by trying to, I guess, role play in their shoes in a sense, right? Right. Uh, gender identity, let's do femme. So would they they identify as femme? Yeah. Cool. Because it's it's a li- that it doesn't feel as even though they very well could also identify as female. I like that it's not like the standard binary of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like oh I'm femme. I'm I'm more feminine. Yeah. But they're not saying I am female. Female. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It's a, it's a spectrum. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not a it's not an A B. It's a it's a vast sliding scale, and it's great. Kind of attached, but again, different gender expression. Yep. Um, so if they are identifying as femme, mm-hmm. do you think that they are also presenting femme? My mind goes two ways. One being like, like they are intentionally, I mean, how do I describe this in a way that's not tropey, but like they're, they're almost like impractically feminine in their presentation for, especially as a carpenter. And that just kind of creates some difficulty for them. Like, like they're always they're in like heels in a dress, so but they're feminine. like on a roof and they're like, okay. But like, that, uh, is, is that become too tropey and like well, I, I think kind of as slapstick long as it's in not, a way, right? As long as it's not hypersexualized. Yeah. I feel like that's important. You can be feminine without being hypersexual. A bit of the illustration for this thought is that I've been reading through the uh, Full Metal Alchemist um, manga during, during COVID downtimes. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters in it is like, and I don't know if this is a good expression to use or not, but kind of like that, like boss lady kind of descriptor. Like she's, she's like a mom and she, you know, she's like works at a butcher shop and she's a very normal person, but she dresses very like feminine, but she also is like super kick-ass. Right. Like she, in the, one of the scenes I was just reading the other night, like she rolled up in like a nice dress and slippers and just like beat the crap out of like 12 people yeah. kind of thing. Right. And you're like, that's rad. Yeah. Cause she can be very feminine and also very strong mm-hmm. while still being feminine. It doesn't have to be like aggressive macho, but female or, but right. feminine. Right. Like it's yeah. So this is one of my favorite shows. So this is what's making me think of it, but Buffy the vampire slayer. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. she, even she's though totally feminine, she's very feminine. She goes, yeah. sometimes she'll go through like the graveyard with like a furry beanie and like, I don't know. Like it's all these things where it's, and again, there are some times where she is sexualized in the show, Yeah. but, but there's also sometimes when it's like, it's super nineties fashion that is like ridiculous. Oh yeah. But it's, it's not sexualized either. So I feel like that, I feel like that we can totally make like a hyper femme kick-ass girl. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm imagining like a really nice dress and then like a tool belt over top of it right. kind of thing, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> Cause it's like kind of practical yeah. practical enough to get by, yeah. but not yeah. practical enough to meet other people's standards. Yeah, everyone's kinda of like, is that okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> How are we feeling about sexual orientation? I mean, I guess as an NPC, is it going to be relevant? I know this from the campaigns I play in. Sometimes the players get overly attached to NPCs and start oh, yeah. asking them questions about their life. So to have it a, a so bit to more have established. Just, yeah. just enough to, again, like, like you were saying about sexual orientation or, I mean, like you were saying about uh, sex assigned at birth, um, mm-hmm. are the PCs going to ask to see the genitals? Probably not. Please don't. But will they say, <laughs> Oh, do you have kids? Are you married? Right. Like, totally. 
yeah. that might come up. So to have sure. to be able to say like, oh yeah, here's a picture of my family, <laughs> and this is my spouse of this <laughs> yeah, particular yeah. gender. Because again, we're talking like a lizard folk, and in a kind of an unestablished fantasy setting, mm-hmm. could have a lot of different just possibilities in terms of procreation. Right. Uh, and so, like, I'm imagining, uh, like, the idea of kind of like, uh, and this is a weird mental picture to jump to, but like a like a salmon spawning ground where it's just like they all roll up, they all just do the thing, and then they all leave, and then there's kids, I guess, right? Like, I think that right. could be an interesting, like, it's like a more of a, like a a sense for their the continuation of their, but it's not sex for pleasure. It's not sex for pleasure. It's just like a, it's like a, yeah, procreation for the sake of increasing children numbers or whatever, population density, whatever. But you could still have a component of there's that function and then there's a different function that they choose. I like how this discussion is already kind of world building as we're going because, so I like the, that like all lizard folk go to this like annual breeding party. Yeah, there's like a pot like after. Yeah, like that, right? <laughs> everyone throw your keys in. On the off times, like they'll get pregnant. <laughs> some of them might get pregnant. Some of them might. There's not. eggs or something. Yeah. Who knows? Clutch and someone. Everyone gets like assigned one as they leave or right. something. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like throughout the year, lizard folks are allowed to like have attachments. And... Have it. Yeah, I don't know how to describe that, but. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if that. I don't know if that whole story arc fits. Into the sexual orientation, orientation yeah, section. Yeah, it might not. Okay, here's here's an interesting um, thing to bring some tension into it. Mm-hmm. They're in a committed relationship with someone who's not a lizard folk. It's like some other NPC in this town, right? So if you, say you're encountering this NPC, it's like the bartender or the... And is that frowned upon? Is that frowned upon by... Well, and presumably like... the other individual might have some, take some issue with this practice that they're expected to partake in every year. Well, I don't think, do you think the, the non-lizard folk half of this relationship no. is expected to go? No, <laughs> the non-lizard folk half is not expected to go. Right. But they, they don't know how they feel about. But they love this. They, love, they this love, person, love this person. But there's this part of them that they're like, I don't, how do I just throw an out? Iffy on the uh, sex potluck. <laughs> I don't know. That's not, that's just one of the words you said, but uh, what is like the breeding? Yeah. The like uh, procreation practices, you could say. I don't know. These are all just ideas that are coming in my head. I'm yeah. No, and that's, that's exactly <laughs> what the point of this is. So this is perfect. And we'll say this person's like attracted to kind of, again, like a strong feminine kind of person. They are attracted to like people. Like, yeah. Like, okay. yeah. Like someone who's kind of shares that both, both that sense of like practical hands-on kind of labor and also kind of an interesting fashion choices in that same field work. And so someone who would be kind of more femme presenting as well, they would probably be more. I think I'm going to put uh, homosexual. Perfect. Because that feels like they, they are attracted to someone like themselves. Now that we're at this point, I think we might have enough to try and give this character a name so we can start referring to them. Just crank up the lizard folk generator and let's see what we get. I'm seeing Vink, Tosh. Tosh. I like Tosh. Tosh is an interesting one. But like with a Z at the end, that's not pronounced just for, you know. Do we think that this character has any physical disabilities? I feel like probably a lifestyle of carpentry would lead to some amount of like physical impediment. I'm not sure. Again, I, I, like this is really where 
my no lack of knowledge is probably showing, but yeah. how would you define something that's like a kind of lifestyle, career, especially physical ailment? I'm not sure what kind of category. Well, it could even just be within. like chronic pain if they are doing the same motion, kind like of hammering yeah. and sawing all the time. I don't know yeah. what carpenters do. Um, <laughs> hammer and saw. Hammer and I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that's it, right? The times I've done carpentry, I've done a lot of hammering and sawing. So I think you're close. I think that's it. What about cognitive disabilities and neurodiversity? I think yes. I just don't know. Maybe, okay, maybe this is a step too far. And I'll apologize for anything I say that's untoward in this regard. But like, it's almost like a... The lizard folk sect will say that she came from is kind of almost like a, a purist or like a, they see themselves as kind of a superior kind of grouping. And mm-hmm. she didn't quite fit into that same. And so she was kind of marginalized to the edge of it for not fitting into their kind of idealized sense of what a lizard folk should be. I And I, so I like, I like where this is going. And I'm almost yeah. thinking that she doesn't, love all of that extremist like we're better than other people aspects yeah but she still has this like deep connection with lizard folk that she feels community and the community that she feels like she needs to go take part in this yearly yeah thing thing that happens to like really connect her to her people but she like loves someone else she has a job that is that doesn't quite fit doesn't quite fit and maybe she maybe she goes into like the bigger town like over or something and right, that's away her, from this kind like of carpenter shop is but yeah. then every year she comes back just to like kind of build that some have that some sense of like stability yeah. or yeah where yes. that fits in this i don't know <laughs> i don't know um i think a part of that could be that they that that community sees her as either physically or mentally less than their standard okay it's kind of what i'm saying but that doesn't necessarily mean that she's so yeah. i'd say let's I'd say let's try and keep their any of the the uh, the, tie, the things tied up in their society, the, the actions that the character does versus right. the identities that they absolutely have. yeah totally that that yeah that totally makes a lot of sense. So I mean I think we can either leave this one blank right now and mm-hmm. possibly come back to it, or uh, we can leave it blank and that's also okay. We're also going back to this might come into play here, mm-hmm. the main thing that you yes. felt was missing. Yes. And that was the addiction. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I'm also trying to be really cautious about. Like, how do I classify that? Right. Because mm-hmm. what, what would you consider something, a dependency to be? Is that a mental health thing? Is that a it illness? Also could, yeah. yeah like, it could be either of these ones. Classified by like, say a like psychological board of, you know, I can try to think like, like there's that um, there's like a a manual that classifies like um, psychological issues, like um, different diagnoses and diseases and stuff like that. I'm not sure where they classify something like a, a uh, substance dependency. And is that a substance use disorder? Yeah. I think it would be considered a mental health condition. We're going to go substance use disorder. Yep. But I also feel like this, could make sense with this character. Like in the context, yeah. Well, it, it doesn't have to fully define them. Right. Yes, right? it's just an, it's it's one a part aspect of them. Yeah, yeah, of them. Yeah, and I think that's an important thing to take away is like that one thing isn't the only thing. Mm-hmm. But I could see it as like this, this is a big, this is a coping mechanism, right? This person clearly has been through trauma mm-hmm. and this is a way in which they 
healthy or not, that's up for debate. They are dealing with their trauma. Right. I think it's I think it's an interesting one to to discuss because a lot of the times we say like somebody who is an alcoholic or drug mm-hmm. addiction, you automatically write them off as people who need help. Yeah. And it's and like that, and sorry, go. No, and and that they don't interface with a normalized society until they've gotten that help. Right. And they're kind of literally marginalized to recovery homes or centers or those kinds of things. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's like, it's a part of their story and like a major part of uh, who this like character is, Mm -hmm. but it's not like you were saying, it doesn't define them solely. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, their life is still their own. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're a successful carpenter. They've got this. Yeah, they've got a stable relationship. They have yeah. some ties with their community. That might depend on what the substance yeah. is. So do and, we want to define that? Like, do, like, you're, a, like you were saying, like, is it a magical element? Or is right. it a, like oh, an element that exists in the real world? I think being in a fantasy setting, you've got a lot more room to flex with what's possible, right? Right. And so you could, again as people look at this and think about what they want to do with their own thing, like it could be something very much like some kind of magical narcotic, or it could be, I don't know, right. Being teleported to a different plane of existence for a half hour or whatever. Right. Like, right. Like being put into demi planes or whatever. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm sure that's quite a trip, I guess. Right. Like maybe we just say like the use of magic directed at them for specifically for the purpose of like numbing or trying to, background yeah like it's not damage dealing spells but it's escapism in a sense which again i'm not saying is bad okay what do we think about illness something that i think has come from me watching different sci-fi but like characters that repeatedly get say shifted to a different plane Mm -hmm. have some amount of like you know the one the term is just like nope (laughs) i'm gone um like like uh some kind of like you know motion sickness or travel you know, like okay. that lag essentially from being probably that motion sickness is kind of like th- her way of knowing she's back. Right. So it's like once she does this escapism, yeah, she's like, uh, when she knows she's like, she kind of feels nauseous. She's like, okay, I'm back. Like, it's kind of like, a, it's like a magic hangover almost race and skin color. Let's say like a, like a deep red with like kind of. A more of an orange pattern on her back. Culture and ethnicity. The lizard folk community being kind of a more conservative, more rural, more isolated group. And then Tosh left that to kind of integrate more with a more like kind of the rest of society, you could say, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's left parts of that behind, but not everything. Uh, religion and ideology. What are we pulling from in real life? Like, is this a heavy strict christian thing that we're kind of pulling from yeah that's kind of again that's kind of the feel i get from this sort of having come from environments that are similar to those Mm -hmm. like this is kind of feels like that sort of thing so and what how would we define is it a strict christian doesn't sound like a thing i feel like i just made that up i mean there probably are strict christians but oh yeah i'm trying to think of is what's like it's evangelical I mean, yeah, again, evangelical is quite the spectrum, but it does typically lean towards conservative and 
like kind of insular community minded thinking and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to get a lot of hate mail from evangelicals now for saying all that, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many listen to your podcast. Yeah. I don't know how many people listen to my podcast, let alone oh, come down. <laughs> language accent or cadence. There is again, that like trope tendency to be like, you know, they're all Southerners and they talk like they right? that kind of backwoods, but like, that's just, again, that's just a, a trope and that's not accurate and that's not i don't know and even if it's so like we don't have to pick a specific language or accent um but it's even like how do you think that this person is talking really fast do you think they're like always like you were saying they're like a kick-ass boss lady is it like they're trying to get stuff done all the time like those are just like they're shooting things impatient let's do this and then they're also just waiting for their next their next kind of yeah uh hit of escapism magic yeah so it's like it maybe it's just like a really kind of impatience yeah family status do you think they still are like in contact with their birth family or is it because of how they were raised in this kind of that parents don't exactly have the same yeah i imagine there's not an easy way to to connect like familial lineage outside of the community right like it's kind of like Mm -hmm. this community is a community but there's not direct ties to who's actually your genetic parents right. and those kinds of things. Right. And so it's just kind of like you're in the community or you're not in the community. I guess it like literally so. takes a village. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And you, I probably also imagine the way that their life has gone, like they have a committed relationship, but they haven't been entrusted with mm-hmm. a clutch of eggs because of right. their status with this community. And so they don't specifically have their own, dependence uh socioeconomic status they have a business so that's a they're yeah entrepreneur um upbringing and life experience i see upbringing more as the like longer term how she was raised we've kind of gone over this a lot she didn't connect fully with the community where i see life experience more as like what are those pivotal moments and turning Mm -hmm. points yeah i'm wondering if there's even like some kind of rite of passage that exists mm. that they they had it's kind of like a pass fail sort of thing right and, she, and they're like exiled if she, they, do you think that maybe she didn't even take it attend. like she yeah she was just like skipped because yeah because yeah, she knew if she failed she would be shut out completely completely where if she yeah. just didn't take it maybe she ends up like i don't know if this is a incorrect term but like an old spinster or something like that like right. i don't know if yeah. that's a inappropriate term but yeah like it's it's like they're not shunned but they're not yeah and she just she didn't want to prove herself kind of right yeah or she had moral qualms with Mm -hmm. the actual act right the thing that she was expected to do and the last one i have here is privilege the one again i'm thinking of is just her being like an entrepreneur independent has yeah has the ability to to Um, meet their own needs yeah uh still having ties with the community would also yeah Right, because not not necessarily all of her kin have that same amount of being somewhat welcome back. Yeah. Right. One uh, more question: um, yes. If we could adjust an element of traditional fantasy mm. to make the world a more open and accessible place for Tosh specifically, mm. what could we change? Lead back into sort of the inspiration of this character. Yeah, like 
removing that stigma of dependency, right? Yeah, and it's all like almost um, like it's not. Yeah, it's not seen as broken. Like, this is this is something this person needs to do to get through the day. Great. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not seen as a negative. They have they have something wrong with them, and therefore they yeah, it's just the substances that exist in the world. Yeah, in these more open worlds, mm-hmm. um, are not substances that will do excessive harm to them or others. Mm-hmm. You know, like they can have yeah. a substance uh, disorder. Yeah, but because of the man-made substances that exist in both the real world right. and traditional fantasy, they yeah. are substances that might very well kill themselves right. or They're someone doing real else. real harm or, yeah, yeah. Where or if regulated, yeah. Yeah, if a regulated substance like maybe certain magic is mm-hmm. okay to do and it's yeah. not going to... Proven to be... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's great. I love it! I love it! Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's probably where we will call this. Um, as always, you can find a character sheet for individual representation. Whoa, I'm gonna take that again. Uh, <laughs> a visual representation of what we think Tosh may look like at openworldrpg.org/podcast. Also, there you can find links to any additional resources we may have used to make this character, or you can find a preview of that information on any of our socials by searching open world RPG and looking for the D 20 Brad, thank you so much for being here today and helping me build a more open world. Is thank there you, anywhere that you want listeners to find you online to see what you're up to? No, I, I have a terrible track record with social media, so please don't look. Alrighty. Well, you'll find nothing is what you'll find. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't exist. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, uh, I want to thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with a new guest, helping me create a new character as we continue to build an open world. I love you all. 